0: to tonight's live broadcast of The Road to Recovery. I'm your host, Dan Chuba, coming to you live from my real estate offices in West Chicago, Illinois, United States of America. And we are still under a lockdown here in Illinois, and most of the country is still in. And I hope that this show finds you in good spirits, finds you in good health, and let you know that we're all in this together. Yeah, you're not alone. You are not alone in this, okay? Oftentimes we we feel, I don't know about you, but I've experienced things in the past, especially back when I was drinking, that I, I felt very alone and isolated and felt like what's happening to me and why is this all happening to me, you know? And it's the reality is it's just life and the world and, and the more we communicate and, and interact with other people we have to be aware that things like this can happen. Um, very strange, very unique. Um lots of uh lots of things happening here, okay? Um I just want to uh, welcome you. Now today is March twenty ninth of twenty twenty and that means I have been sober remember, consistently now for 24 years six months and 29 days of consistent sobriety okay and let's hear it for me okay yeah it's you know just for me okay you don't have to celebrate it I might be happy for me but and it's not about you know recognition etc I just, I'm grateful, I have another day, I've, I, I'm above ground, and I'm not letting issues of the world affect me like they did before. I'm affected by this coronavirus thing like everybody, but i got to tell you something, I'm handling it so differently than I would have back when I drank, or even after I quit drinking. See, you know, how did I get into sobriety in the first place? How did I get sober? Okay. Should you be worried? <laughs> no, you should not be worried. Of course not. This is. this us see Oh my god. Uh, I am not sure, but I will stop over by... Nine. If you need immediate help, don't be afraid to call nine one one. Give me your address. Sorry, guys. I am dealing with, all of a sudden, someone who, you know, in the last couple days I've had a couple people call me up and say they wanted help. You know, and the amazing thing about these people wanting help, they want it in their terms, under their terms, and it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work under your terms. If it worked under your terms, then you could have probably stayed drinking or drugging or whatever the deal is, and you wouldn't need help. It's amazing when we drop to our knees, when we drop to our knees and recognize that we have a problem, okay? Getting help, accepting help, asking for help, all difficult things for us to do, but when we let Go absolutely. You know that's why I love reading how it works in the in the big book of the 12, uh, of Alcoholics Anonymous, which we use in this in this radio show a lot. The the big book to reflect on things, and I'm going to pull it out so we can go back and and talk about it, and we're going to see if we can help somebody out tonight. I. Uh, I don't think we're going to be on the air till nine o'clock. We might be on the air till about eight thirty. Depends. Okay. Okay. Um, just stay awake and walk around. Uh, drink some hot coffee. Or tea. I don't know. I am going to try to help somebody tonight. I don't know if it's going to work, but we're going to do my best, okay? And if we need to get this person into the hospital, we're going to do that. Oh, my gosh. People, how did I end up doing this show? Why am I doing this show? Surviving or thriving? Your choice. You know what? It's all about choices. It's all about choices. I felt hopeless and helpless. 24 years, 6 months, and 29 days ago, today, I sobered up. And I, I was going through my third divorce, just split up with my wife about a month earlier. I knew that we were not going to be together. felt reasonably assured that our, we were going to be divorced, and we were within about four months. We were divorced. There was no battle, no struggle, because we shouldn't have been together in the first place. But it's amazing, it's amazing when you're on a high and a buzz and everything is working out and feeling good, how you just throw caution to the wind, and and, and that's what we did. We did a hell of a job throwing caution to the wind, but you know what, I'm always going to be grateful to my last wife, Patty. My first wife was Antoinette, and she lives on the West Coast, and she is having a great life. Good for her, and... Her husband, Rick, and my daughters are out on the West Coast, Jessica and Natalie, and I love them dearly, and I've got a grandson of, of uh, Zachary, and there's little George and Serafina, and my daughters, Jessica and Natalie, and their husbands, uh, Zach, no, Justin and George. Yep, all on the West Coast. That's with my first wife. She moved out to the West Coast. Actually, my oldest daughter moved out first. My second daughter, my youngest daughter, Natalie did, followed her. And then uh, my, uh, my daughter's mother went out there as well. And they all are in the happy, you know, state of Southern California. It's great. Good for them. My second wife, that was my mistake. I'm glad to see that my son's doing well. He has really enmeshed himself into her family and her family life. And, hey, I I surrender. If he finds happiness and and, and it worked for him, good for him. I couldn't. It was a bad mistake for me. Should never have done it. Uh, Only good thing that came out of it was my son. He was a a great blessing to the world, okay? And uh, that's what happened, okay? And then my third wife, okay, Patty. Patty, Patty, Patty. Okay? Patty Patty Patty, I didn't have any interest in marrying you at the time. Somehow you you manipulated me into agreeing to it. And you know, I enjoyed being with you. When we were doing well, we were doing great. But when we were doing bad, we were really out of control and things were out of control. And our relationship, I don't even know if it made two years, year and a half, something like that. It was uh it was a mess. And but the good thing that came out of it and I'm going to thank you. And, you know, sometimes the people that, I don't want to say hurt us, but are involved in some of the biggest painful experiences in our life uh, could be turned around, and, and it turned into a great experience for me. And it was. I found sobriety. I realized that I needed to quit drinking. I needed to look at myself and accept responsibility because here it was, the third person I was married to. The umpteenth person I was in a relationship with that it failed, and at some point, you got to accept responsibility of it for yourself, you know, by yourself. And I did, I finally accepted responsibility and you know, found help. And I got to tell you, I am grateful because if it wasn't for that, here I wouldn't be here today, and I wouldn't be here as happy as I am. Yeah, you know, the world locking itself down, okay. Well. Surviving or thriving, your choice. Here we are, starting the first week, the new week in quarantine, heading into a most uncertain and unique future. How are you handling the current way of life? Being directed to stay home and relax. Some people are taking it to mean to stay home and party, drinking and smoking marijuana, not that now that Illinois has legalized pot smoking. And what about you? What is this new way of living? How has this new way of living impacted your life? Okay? i got to tell you something, folks. How is it? It's going to affect our lives from now on and continue in the future. I was listening to our president who said that this is going to be extended for another 30 days. Um, we, we want the economy of the world to pick up, but on the other hand, we don't want to see millions of people die for unnecessarily if we could stop the process. But you know what, we all have to do our bit. We all have to do something um, to get ourselves on track and moving forward, okay? And well, I'm here to help you, okay? Why is that? Because helping you helps me, okay? Not paid for doing this. I've been doing this for just under eight years, okay? We're in our, finishing up our eighth year. And, and I gotta tell you something, I haven't drank. Amazing. Through all this crap going on, I haven't drank. And I've had a lot of good things and a lot of bad things happen, but, you know, nothing that was drink-worthy, drug-worthy, nothing. I like where I'm at. I hope that I can maintain this attitude and the strength to move forward. I wish, you know what, if there's one thing I really pray for, is wisdom because wisdom to know the difference. You know, Solomon, King Solomon was known for his wisdom, and I tell you what, boy, I would give. You know, I, I I would give a lot to have the wisdom of King Solomon. Okay, the wisdom of King. It's tough. It is tough to, to survive and exist in this world, and to know what the next right thing to do is. Right. So we do this show to let you know that. My problem was not just drinking; it wasn't just drugging. I had a thinking problem, and my best thinking got me drinking and that's really what it is all about. See when we take away the drink, we take away the drug, we take away whatever it is that you are addicted to what we're addicted to when we we stop that we 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 stop the supply link that that Age us and getting drunk, age us and getting high, when we stop that, then we are stuck to look at ourselves and to say, Hey, what is the underlying reason that we did this? Is there a way that we can get help and assistance? Okay? And if there is, what can we do to get it? And I gotta tell you something. Whatever it takes, do it. Okay, you are worth it. Do you just want to survive or do you want to thrive? You know, I I was surviving when I quit drinking, but I th- I began to thrive when I addressed my stinking thinking and started to live. I started working a program in recovery through the twelve steps, twelve steps of the Alcoholics Anonymous. Alcoholics Anonymous, okay? And that 12 steps really got me on track to doing and having a great life. It wasn't easy. I'm not going to tell you it was, But golly jeepers, it was worth it. We're going to read how it works because this is a great way. We're going to start the show out this way, okay? I'm going to read how it works. It's going to get us started because any one of you out there listening, Including me and my friends, and anybody else that I know struggling, you can have a better life. You can overcome any obstacle if you are rigorously honest. That's right. But you got to do something, you got to take some action steps. So, starting on page 58 of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, which this is not an Alcoholics Anonymous supported program, this is Dan Chuba doing a program about recovery because I can and because it helped me. And I would love for you to get what I have. But if you don't get it, it's not going to stop me from having a good life because doing this reminds me that I don't want to go back out and drink. There is nothing out there that drinking will give me that could make my life better today or yesterday. Or in the future, I know that I've accepted that I am okay with that, and that's great. Man, it took a while to get that. I was white knuckling it. I was doing all kinds of things when I first came in this program, but I knew I didn't want more of the same. More of the same problems that I had. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, did I have problems! I had a lot of problems. But today, I have suggestions, solutions. I have opportunity, and I'm willing to go to any length, really. I am willing to go to any length to get it, to keep it. So I'm going to read how it works, starting Chapter 5. It's Chapter 5. Rarely have we seen a person fail. Now listen to this, people, because this is how it works. Rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. Those who do not recover are people who cannot or will not completely give themselves to this simple program. Usually, men and women who are constitutionally incapable of being honest with themselves. There are such unfortunates. They are not at fault. They seem to have been born that way. They are naturally incapable of grasping and developing a manner of living which demands rigorous honesty. And I'll tell you what, I've met a few of those people. And they are very scary. The ones that you could, they, they just lie to your face. We were talking about it with my wife Martha. Very, very scary people. Okay? But they're few and far between. Most of us can recover. Okay? Their chances, by the way, are less than average. There are those two who suffer from grave emotional and mental disorders. But listen to this. But many of them do recover if they have the capacity. To be honest, notice that, a theme, being honest. How are you feeling today? Okay. No, I'm not feeling okay. I'm feeling shit. I'm feeling, I'm struggling. I'm having a hard time. I could use some help. Okay, there you go. But you got to do it in an appropriate and proper way. You know, when you see people on the street passing on the street and you go, hey, what's up? Hey, okay, how you doing? Hey, okay. You know what? If you need help, say, hey, I'm not doing well. And don't just start dumping on them, because that's not fair. They're not prepared for it. They just would just check to and see how you're doing. But if you said, hey, I'm struggling here. I could use some help. Would you like to help me? And they could say, no, I really don't want to help you. And they then thank them. Say, thanks. OK, well, then keep looking for somebody who is willing to help you. And they're out there. There are people out there. <clears throat> understand the best people to get help from and you know what that where that is it's other alcoholics other drug addicts other people addicted to sex and porn and, and gambling why is that because we know that the the grab it has on us how it drags us in and, and consumes us and consumes our lives situations and messes them up really bad, okay? And do we want that? Of course we don't. We want, I want the life I have now. It's pretty darn good. My wife, Martha, is at home. She was gone for the last couple days. I haven't seen her, but you know what? She's looking forward to seeing me, and I'm looking forward to seeing her. We talked. We could be away, but we still care. And I don't, she do not have to worry about me cheating on her with anybody and vice versa. Vice versa. I finally found a mature relationship for myself in life. Holy cow. And you know what? It only came when I became more mature. When I finally grew up and started to be an adult or to be mature. It's very simple. I only did what I wanted for her. I treated her with respect. And guess what? I found a woman that returned it, returned that respect. Now, not everybody's out there like that. Of course not. But you know what? They are out there, and there's a lot of good people. In fact, what are we seeing if you pay attention to what's going on? What do we see in the world? A lot of people reaching out trying to offer help to other people. Shoot, man, when you have nothing going on in your life, okay. Uh, Yes, you can. Okay, let me see if I can. You can, yes, it is George and Janet Valdez. Okay. Those are clients. Sorry about that. George and Janet Valdez closed on a home uh, Saturday. Friday. Friday they closed. I'm telling you, the whole world's topsy-turvy. I'm a real estate broker, and it's very unusual how we're doing our jobs now. A lot of virtual things, a lot of paperless contracts, and a lot of people don't know what to do. I had a call today by somebody who actually wanted to go to an open house, and they called up and said, hey, do you have any open houses today? And I go, No. Anyone in particular? No, we just wanted to go out and see houses. Oh, my gosh. No, that's that's not a good thing. I said we're going to do them next weekend, so we'll see. Maybe they'll show up. Okay, let's get back to this, uh, how it works, by the way. I get this so distracted. So distracted. Let's see. Okay. So you got to be rigorous, honesty. if you want to get this program. Okay? You have to have the capacity. Our stories. Now, that's the stories of people in the program. St- or you, too, for whatever. That, you know? Whether you're in the program or not in the program, your story is your story. Share it. Often. Our stories disclose in a general way what we used to be like, what happened, and what we are like now. If you have decided you want what we have and are willing to go to any length to get it, then you are ready to take certain steps. At some of these, we balked. We thought we could find an easier, softer way, but we could not. With all the earnestness at our command, we beg of you to be fearless and thorough from the very start. Some of us have tried to hold on to our old ideas, and the result was nil until we let go absolutely. you got to let go absolutely. You can't grab on something half-assed and expect it to work. You might get some... Good things happening. But then again, I don't know that they're gonna keep coming steady and consistently. Okay. Remember that we deal with alcohol. Cunning, baffling, and powerful. Okay, any addiction is cunning, baffling, powerful. I'll tell you what, chasing kale. Okay, as a guy, maybe even a woman. Maybe you're a woman that has an unsatisfiable need to have sex in whatever way, shape, or form. It's, a, it's an obsession. I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's crazy. It is like a drug. Gambling. Oh, my gosh. All you got to do is win one time, and you're convinced you're going to win, and a lot of people come close. Feel sorry for the guy who had five. No, what did he have? He, somebody said this. I don't know how realistic it was. But they said he had all six lottery numbers, except they were one-off in either direction. How's that for a close call? Wow. And whether it's true or not, it, it really reflects, though. People get obsessed with that. And they they say, next time it's going to be great. And next time it's going to be better. And, you know, I'll tell you what, the greatest thing about my relationship with my wife, Martha, is that she loves me and she respects me and she trusts me and I'm trustworthy and we just have a really nice thing together. It's not about sex. It's about a relationship, sharing life with somebody. And I never knew that was so good. I always thought I had to have an Deal, sex partner really I did I couldn't imagine myself in a relationship unless it was good sex <laughs> how many relationships did I throw away because I didn't think the sex was appropriate enough or good enough and today I have a relationship that's based on love and caring is there sex Ah, eh, there is some not much by my choice because I'm physically incapable Right? Isn't that amazing? But I've never felt closer, and I've never felt more intimate and more loved and loving than I do now. It's amazing what things you learn. Okay. Remember that we deal with and whatever your addiction is—drugs, alcohol, sex, pornography, food, food. Yeah, food. Anna from New York got a few things going there. I hope you're doing well. You know, you can always tell when somebody is having issues in life, especially if they were in the program or in the program because they stopped calling you. (laughs) That's pretty obvious. They don't call you or return your call, and a lot of times it's because they don't want you to know that they're back out doing what they don't want to do or what they said they didn't want to do, but You know, for some reason it seemed like the right thing to do, and you got back into it. You know what? It only takes one time. That's why they say it isn't the 20th drink that puts away the alcoholic. It may kill them, but it's not the 20th drink that gets an alcoholic, okay? It's the first drink, because once you've had the first drink, all bets are off. Okay, so it's cunning, baffling, powerful, without help. got to have help. It is too much for us. But there is one who has all power. That one is God. May you find him now. Okay, find that God relationship. That's what's missing in our world. Not enough God. Not enough higher power. Whether you believe in God or not, believe in a higher power. Because you ain't it. That's all you need to know. Okay, you are not the higher power. You will die. You will succumb to whatever is going on if you keep doing what you're doing. And I'm not doing it, but I'm still not God. Mm. Okay, half measures availed us nothing. You can't do this half-assed, people. You've got to make a commitment to do it, to want to do it, and don't do it alone. Get an accountability buddy. They call them sponsors, whatever it takes. We stood at the turning point. We asked his protection and care with complete abandon. Here are the steps we, which are suggested as a program of recovery. So remember what the words are, which are suggested. Suggested. There's no rules in Alcoholics Anonymous. There's no rules in the 12 steps. There's suggestions because you know what? If they if you made it a rule, most alcoholics wouldn't even do it. Most drug addicts wouldn't do it. Most anybody with an addiction wouldn't do it because nobody's going to tell us what to do. That's a universal feeling. However, if you suggest it strongly and show us how it worked for you, there's a good chance that we may want what you have and may be willing to go to any length to get it. And then we have to do something about it. We have to take certain steps, okay? So here are the steps we took. Okay, wait a minute. Yeah, we, half measures availed us nothing. Half measures, okay? We stood at the turning point. We realized we had a problem, that there was something going on that we needed help. Guys, especially if you're sitting home now, this is a great time to look at your life and do something. Don't be distracted by other things in life. Take the opportunity, take the bull by the horns, and get better. Get relief. By the way, this is a live show. You can call in any time if you want to. Area code 323-580-5755. I'm going to be on the air today till about 8 or 8.30. Okay? I'm thinking I'm going to try to reach out and help somebody if I can. And unless something or somebody calls in and really captures my thought processes, we'll see. Okay? We're going to, well, we we hope that we can do and help somebody. Okay, but here are the steps we took which are suggested as a program of recovery. Number one, we, first word in the 12 steps, We, not you, not me, we. Because we've been there. Other people have gone down this road. Other people have blazed a trail and found the pathway through hell that we were living to a life of happiness. Okay? We admitted we were powerless over, and insert your powerlessness over whatever, alcohol, drugs, Gambling, sex, pornography, chaos. Maybe you're addicted to chaos. Maybe you're addicted to bulimia or anorexia. Maybe you're addicted to working. You don't have time for anybody because you've got to make money, you make money, make money. Maybe you're too perfect to let imperfect people into your life to be a part of your life. Okay? Who knows? Number two. Oh, that we are powerless over whatever it is, that our lives have become unmanageable. That's the defining thing. Has your life become unmanageable? Most of ours have or are, and yet it's an amazing, amazing how we are tolerant of that craziness. How we can put up with a lot of bullshit. Okay? And I'll tell you what. I don't want it anymore. I don't have the tolerance level for that degree of crap anymore. Okay? All right. Number two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. I had to accept that somebody else had the, the, the secret, the magic code, the, the way out. Because I certainly didn't. My way wasn't working. Came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. I was insane. Think about your life. The things you're going through right here, right now. Is that sane? I, mine wasn't, that's for sure. Okay? All right. Number three, and my friend Ronnie is going to be giving the lead on the third step tonight. Good for you, Ronnie. Give him hell. He's going to start right now, actually. Made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. As we understood Him. And i got to tell you something, folks. I didn't understand God. I didn't think God liked liked me or loved me. What a mistake. Isn't it amazing how when we get caught deep into our addictions, we are so convinced that we are so unlovable that we can't imagine anybody loving us. When that was me, I couldn't imagine anybody loving me. Really, I I couldn't. I was, like, convinced God couldn't love me. Okay? Yet, guess what? He does. God walks around with his arms open wide and says, Hey, I forgive you. I love you. Come to me. Imagine climbing into the arms of the most safest person being in the universe and knowing that that person is going to keep you safe. What a comforting feeling. I don't know if you can find anything more comfortable. Yet, for some unknown, insane reason, those of us caught up in our addictions think that we are going to find comfort in a bottle, find comfort shooting up, doing drugs. Finding that perfect woman that doesn't exist. We're not perfect. Number four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. That's a big one for boys and girls. That's a tough one. And most people that enter recovery get jammed up and stop there. It takes courage fearlessness, to look at ourselves, and to realize the things we did, but we also need to realize that we can change what we're doing here and now, right now, right this minute. If you don't do what you did a minute ago, you have hope. That's what's important. Know that there's help and that there's hope, and you can get it. You can have it if you want it. Number five, admit it to God, to ourselves, and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. Well, guess what? God already knows what's going on. But you still have to accept responsibility. You've got to claim ownership to the problems of the past. You have to claim responsibility for the good things. And, yes, there are good things about each and every one of us. I don't know that you have to look that hard to find them. But you've got to open your mind to the possibility because a lot of us don't want to believe that we are good. Okay? Number six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. What? What defects of character are we talking about? Believe me, we all have a plenty of them, okay? Me included, still today. Some of mine, I believe that God wants me to hang on to because I become more relatable to other people. Really, I can help other people out because I've been there, I've done that. And I'm still doing some of the goofy-ass stuff, right? Okay. Okay. Number seven, humbly asked Him, let's ask God, to remove all these defects of character. Again, He's not going to take them all, He'll take away the ones He wants. Number seven, humbly asked Him to remove our shortcomings. Number eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed. I became willing to make amends to them all. That could be overwhelming. Oh, yes, baby. It could be overwhelming because that's where you got to get serious. You got to say, hey, I'm stopping this and I want to take responsibility for my actions. Okay? Okay. All right. Number eight made a list of all the persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Ouch, that's a tough one, very tough, but you know what, if you're working this program one day at a time, one step at a time, you're going to do it all in five minutes, you're not going to do it in one hour, this is going to take some time to do it, and that's okay, it's not perfection, it's progress, in fact, we have a thing that we say, it's progress, not perfection, how long is it going to take, it's going to take as long as it takes, Okay, how long does it take to make a three-minute egg? Duh, three minutes. Okay, you can't make it any faster. You can't. You can make it slower. It's not going to come out the same. What is it going to take for you to get this? It's going to take whatever it takes. Each person is different. Okay. Number nine, make direct amends to such people whenever possible, wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. You know, nothing wrong with saying, hey, I'm sorry. And our pride and ego get in the way, including mine, including mine, i got to tell you. Number ten, continue to take personal inventory. And when we were wrong, promptly admit it. It's easier to admit it quickly than it is to stew on it and think about, well, maybe I'll get around to it. Do it right away. Get it over with. It's like pulling a bandage off. Just do it. Number 11, saw through prayer, prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying for knowledge of his, only for knowledge of his will for us, and the power to carry that out. This that wisdom. We don't have it. He does. We ask for it. Hey, follow it. Important thing, guys. Okay? Number 12, having had had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. Many of us exclaimed, what an order. I can't go through with it. Do not be discouraged. No one has been able, no one among us, okay, among us, among us has been able to maintain anything like perfect adherence to these principles. We are not saints. Admit it, I am definitely not a saint. The point is, though, that we are willing to grow along spiritual lines. The principles we have set down are guides to progress. We claim spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection. Our description of the alcoholic, the chapter to the agnostic, and our personal adventures before and after make clear three pertinent ideas: a, that we were alcoholics or drug addicts or what do you uh, what do you call those uh, perverts, whatever; that we were those and could not manage our own life; we were out of control. Number two, that probably no human power could have relieved our alcoholism, our disease of more. Number three, A, C, no, C, that God could and would if he were sought. Seek him. Seek the Lord. Ask for his help. It's a good thing. You can do it. It's definitely a good thing. Okay. So today, again, reminder, is the 29th of March. Okay, March 29, 2020. No guests. That's okay. Okay. Well, you should be scared, young lady. That's good. Me, 24 years, 6 months, 29 days. Good for me. Okay? What is it for you? If you have one day, congratulate yourself. That's an incredible thing—one day, one minute, one hour. <clears throat> but hang on to it, every and, and congratulate yourself each day that you do. <clears throat> I'm I'm running, literally, every day, running two miles a day. Or not running, walking. I can't even run yet. Can't run, but I'm walking two miles a day, and I know that I got to keep doing it because if I stop doing it, I'm not going to do it, and I let these lapses of time in between. And when I do it, it's hard for me to get out there. I, I, it's like a no-brainer. I go out there. I just don't want to think about it because when I think about it, I want to talk myself out of it. That's how you got to take this program of recovery. You have to just do it. Don't think. Don't drink. Go to a meeting, don't think, don't drug, go to a meeting, don't, whatever your disease is, don't do it. It always starts with don't think, because when we start thinking, we get in trouble, sober even. I start thinking about walking, oh my God, the two miles, and i got to go around the park two times and a half, and up a hill and down the hill, I'll talk myself out of it. But if I just go ahead and do it, and I get out there, I'm like, okay, I'm out here, I'm committed to getting this thing started and underway. And I'm like, okay, now i only got about eight more times and eight more laps around. And I do a countdown, seven, six, and I listen to music, try not to think about it. And when I'm done, I congratulate myself for doing it. And how do I feel? I feel good. And I try to remember the good feelings that I had. And, you know, it's an amazing thing about it. It takes about 40 minutes for these two miles to get done. 40 minutes out of my life, and yet it's probably better for my health, it's definitely better for my mind, and a lot of times I come back and I fall asleep because I'm tired, but I know that I've got to get it done or I will not do it. You've got to work this program, boys and girls. If you don't do it, you can die, and that's not good, okay? God didn't put you on this earth. To die. You will die. He knows that. He accepts that. Do you? Okay? But not in your time. In whatever time he has set out for us. Yes, whatever time. (coughs) A guy called me up saying that he's struggling. I reached out to him a couple times over the last couple of months. His uh, brother, son-in-law approached me and said, I wish you could help my father-in-law. He hasn't seen his grandkid since he was born because they don't want him around because he drinks too much. And when I talked to the guy, he said, hey, I'm not ready to quit drinking. And then out of the clear blue yesterday, he called me and says, hey, I quit drinking. I'm done forever. I'm done. That's my commitment. But I don't want to hear what you have to say. He just wanted me to know that he was done and that I had permission to call him from time to time to check on him. Okay. And before I can get any words out, he pretty much just hung up. He was a little abrasive. And I had to stop and reflect on what life was like when I first quit drinking. I think I was a little bit more humbler than that. I don't think I told people what I was going to do or what they needed to do in my life. Will he get it? I hope so. If he stopped drinking, that's good. He says he's been sober two months. Okay, that's not real because I know I spoke with him and within the two months. But you know what? He's sober. Let him deal with those realities later. Any day we're sober is a good day. I'm not there to attack him and to stop it. And, and it's not a perfect program. It's practice, not. It's it's it's, what is it, progress, it's progress, not perfection, we're not looking for perfection here boys and girls, we're looking for, just do it, do your best, one way, at it, one day at a time, one step at a time, you know, yep, one day at a time, one step at a time, all right, let's see. Y L E R. Well, it's quiet out there. I hope you're doing good. I really do. I hope you are faring well, reaching out. Okay, first of all, you know, practicing social distancing six feet or more is a good thing. I went to a store. And they had boxes in front of the counter. And they just, you know, I'm like, wow, i got to reach over. And he goes, you know, that's how they're getting the social distancing. Okay, great. And we haven't experienced the maximum yet. They say within the next two weeks we will. I hope you all stay safe. And if you don't, I hope you recover sooner. And if you don't, say hi to Jesus for me. Because I'll be coming sooner or Later. Okay? But let him know I'm grateful for the life he has given me for the last 24 years, six months, 29 days. I only wish that you can have that too, which you can if you really wanted it. one day, one step at a time. My friend Chuck called last week, "Thank you, Chuck. I hope I, I always see Chuck. He's doing well. Here's a guy that was kind of reclusive. now he's a chatty Cathy, and that's good. I'm glad. He's a pretty nice guy. When he got out of the drugs and the alcohol and isolating, people realized what a nice guy he was, and they wanted him around. They wanted to talk to him. Me too. Me too. There's more to life than hiding out people. One day, one step at a time. That's, you know, Warren Avenue and Sandwich. Okay. All right, folks. Yeah, we're coming up at the 8 o'clock hour. Normally I take and listen to some music. I think I'm going to cut the show sooner. What are we posting now? What are we going to do? Okay. Well, oh, I'm sorry. I got distracted. Somebody sent me a photo Um, in texting, okay? Listen, I am going to end this show early because I want to get to help this young lady and hopefully she'll find recovery. She lost her father a few days ago, a very good guy, and uh, she's struggling big time. And she lost her business because of the economy, got shut down. Okay, but you know what? And and what's missing in the life is hope. I have it because I found it. Okay? It's not in money and things. Although I'm comfortable, I'm not going to tell you I'm not. And if I was worried, who knows where I'd be. But I'm not. And the government has offered money, so hang in there. We're all in this together. Um. Yeah, that's good. Why not? I would prefer Daniel. Oh man, I can't even spell my own name, huh? I uh, E L. Instead of Dan, but. Your call. Okay. All right, boys and girls. When the caption should read, yes. Caption, well, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Hey, boys and girls, really. It's about 8 o'clock, and nobody's called in. I'm going to go out and do a 12-step call, see if I can help somebody out. I'll be back next weekend. Hopefully we'll all be alive. Hopefully you'll be alive. I'll be alive. We'll all be alive. And we'll talk about this last week, what it was like for you. What's our topic? I don't know. There's always a good topic in there somewhere. Maybe this 12-step call. Maybe we'll talk about it and what it is like to struggle with this addiction in a time where people are afraid. Okay? Don't be afraid. Trust in the Lord. Let go, let God. All these wonderful things that we learned, and they really work, and they really mean good things. You, too, can have whatever you need, one day, one step at a time, okay? All right, we're going to go see this young lady and see if we can't help her, bring her some experience, strength, and hope. I don't know what else we could offer her, but if nothing else, we'll give her some support. How's that? Right? right. So, boys and girls, moms and dads, okay. I hope you have a great week. Unless oh God, still have okay. Well, stop. Don't do that. We're not ready. Okay. Have a great week unless you have other plans. Reach out and touch someone. Call a neighbor. You don't have to go physically touch them, but call them up. Call somebody you haven't talked with in a while. See how they're doing. Share with them how you're doing. Remember, rigorous honesty. If you're having a tough time, ask them, hey, do you have a moment to listen? If they don't, move on. There's other people. And if nobody else will listen, I will. Call me. My number, 1-800-427-5968. That's 1-800-I-ASK-YOU. Okay, put it together on the numbers or my cell phone directly, 630 918 6129. Call me. If nobody else will listen to you, I will. Okay, I will do my best to direct you, to help you, to guide you, to get help. Because remember, we are all in this together. All in this together. That's right. It is all of us, not just you, not just me, all of us, okay? All right, listen. Okay. Wow. I met a couple of Tia's this week. How about that? What's How's that for weird, huh? A lot of times you don't even see a Tia, and then all of a sudden I met like two or three of them. Holy cow. All right. Well, let me just tell you something, okay? Okay. Let me just tell you. I hope that you have a great week. I hope that your loved ones are safe and that you have if nothing else, you find faith. Faith in a higher power. Hope you find that pathway to. Because this is just the world today. Never know what it's going to be like tomorrow. But the future is in the hands of the Lord. And I hope that you will find him. Okay? Just a quick, our Father. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. Good night, everybody. Have a great week. I will be back next Sunday, 7 p.m., with The Road to Recovery, and I will bring you hopefully good news about tonight's 12-step. Okay? Again, if unless you have other plans, have a great week.